Hi guys, and welcome back to Conscious Butterflies. I'm your host, Emily Dugan. Thank you for being here and joining in and tuning in and tapping in and trying to just level yourself up. I'm here to do the same for myself. That's what this podcast is all about. Me being as raw as I can with my life experiences to really just switch it up, get out of the matrix, know that I can tap into the world that I create and I create my truths to be in my own. In this episode, I really just want to jump right into it, is all about how we can stop comparing ourselves to other people, how we can stop being so judgmental and harsh on ourselves because it's something that we've all dealt with since we were little kids, comparing ourselves to the kids who had name brand things, comparing ourselves to the kids that were jumping on the newest trend and maybe your parents didn't buy you that new video game, that new purse, those new pair of tennis shoes and... I was just hanging out with my niece and nephew this weekend and it just, when we're kids, we have such this bright mind that the world that we live in is our world. Like this is my universe, like this is my universe and if you have kids in your life, pay attention to them more because the way they think, the way they act is so defined in what they perceive life to be, not what they perceive other people's life to be. Kids don't Kids do not walk around this life comparing their happiness to other people's happiness because they only their only happiness is defined by how they perceive happiness. Their happiness is defined by being around their family, their toys, their sense of home. It's not compared to somebody else's home and what they have and what they do and what they see and their experiences. It is quite literally just off of their life and what they do in moment to moment. And so I think we can really learn a lot from kids. I've always thought that, but the truth about it is, is we all grew up and we stop feeling that sense of magic. We, we, we do get conditioned. We get, do live by norms and terms of the society, but there's so much power and not. There's so much power in living in that kid-like mindset. So today we're going to talk about, you know, why we compare ourselves so much steps that we can take to not do it so much and then really just discuss the impact that defining our own happiness and success can have on our confidence as we go out into the world or confidence in our relationships or confidence in our friendships or confidence in our career and just our confidence in doing and being and just letting go and you know There's nobody in this world, no matter what they have, no matter who they are, that are completely fulfilled and feel like they've checked off all the boxes. Like, nobody is the best at everything. Nobody is the most athletic, smartest, most ambitious, hardworking. Like, nobody can be just that. Our problem as people is that we compare ourselves to people who have qualities that we like, Or qualities that we maybe don't even want to chase in our life. But we don't focus on our strengths. So all we do is compare ourselves to everybody else's strengths. Because when we live in a place of only seeing our weaknesses. Only seeing our faults in life. We will get distracted by everybody else's strengths. And so how do we navigate that, right? How do we try to reverse the narrative? How do we tune out the world, tune out everybody else's greatness and what they're doing and tune into ourselves. 
And I know from a personal, like, recent experience, um, if you guys listened or saw, I went to Costa Rica on a trip this past summer and just met 16 strangers. We hung out in the jungle for a while, and um, it was definitely a test of me not faulting into my weaknesses and becoming a shell of myself. But I did, and I did do that. And so... I want to talk through that example a little bit and then we'll get into more so how we compare, how we can get out of it, how we can break that cycle and really just tap into the juicy juice that makes your peach just squeeze so much. And so for me, I was at Costa Rica and if you listen to the last episode, I probably dive a little bit more deeper into it, but, um, or into my Costa Rica episode at least, but I was in Costa Rica and I was like at an absolute high. Like I'm doing this for myself. I'm meeting these amazing women. I love myself. I'm here for like whatever has, whatever needs to come to me, whatever needs to be taught to me, whatever I need to be healed through, I'm there for, right? But then I'm also found myself like surrounded by the most amazing woman, like the most amazing woman. And there's one night and they're like, you know, one girl is DJing, one girl is dancing the most like, like the best hip hop dancer, which I want to be a hip hop dancer so bad. Another girl's hula hooping, another girl, like everybody has a talent, it seems like. And when we are surrounded by talent and we're surrounded by things that are good, things that we aspire, we just look up to, we'll start to judge ourselves. And in this moment on that night, I remember just backing down so much like my electric feel of being in Costa Rica and with all these girls like I felt really pushed down I felt like what do I have to offer what am I good at what can I even show off why can't I show off why am I scared to stand up oh it's because I have nothing cool to offer I have nothing cool to show I'm just like I'm this I'm that I'm this I'm that and it pushed me down so far that I forgot like you know, hey, my talents are like making people laugh, making people be in a good mood, making people feel comfortable talking through things. You know, I forgot that my strengths not might not be dancing. My strengths might not be hula hooping. My strengths might not be DJing. But also at the same time, have I really even tapped into my strengths or have I just been an autopilot comparing myself to everybody else's strengths that I haven't even realized what mine is? And That's our first problem when it comes to comparison is that we don't set a definition for what success and for what happiness means financially, emotionally, spiritually, emotionally. I think I already said that. Spiritually, financially, emotionally, physically. And when you don't have a definition, when you don't stand for anything, you'll fall. When you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything, right? And the same thing goes for comparison. If I have never defined my definition of what happiness and like happiness and success and fulfillment means to me in these different uh, these different levels, then I'm only going to find define my success and my happiness based off of what I perceive others' happiness and success to be, and so. Let's break it down like one by one. Let's break it down emotionally, right? Are you emotionally equipped to withstand difficult situations? Are you emotionally equipped to only 
withstand comfortable situations. And our, our definition of that is going to be different for every single human being. The way that you define life and your perspective is going to change drastically from person to person. But that's where we kind of all get it fucked up because if I'm so different from you, then why am I comparing my success and my happiness based on my Instagram feed of me scrolling, following people I like, following the things that they like, and I am so jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm so envious that I'm not doing what these people are doing that all of my successes, all the things that I work towards almost feel like crap. Like, have you ever wanted to celebrate yourself or maybe you got a promotion and then you can't wait to tell your friends and family, but another friend in the group is like, oh, well, I just got engaged, you know? So like now your news doesn't become as exciting. Now your news, now your big thing isn't worth as much celebrating. And so when we can define our success and we can define our happiness, that will never be the case because we realize that I am worth celebrating at every fucking milestone, every milestone, every success, every small success, every big success is worth celebrating. But if my definition of my happiness and success is perceived based off of somebody else's success and what they do being better, then how can I ever actually be happy with myself? Right? And so it really just starts with like our mindset and our self-awareness and cultivating that self-awareness enough to understand our strengths, understand our weaknesses, and most importantly to me, like understand your values in between all of that. No matter what you're good at, no matter what you're bad at, what are your values? What are you going to take to the grave if you're on your deathbed? What are you going to take to the grave and be like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I did it. I lived a life full of love and happiness success based on my terms, not by chasing somebody else's terms. And the second thing with that too is like we have to learn to embrace our imperfections. We have to recognize that nobody's perfect, including ourselves. Like I'm just going to have weaknesses and, and maybe your weaknesses are maybe you have really bad skin. I've had eczema my whole life, but I know other women who they've had face acne their whole life and that fights them. And so it's like, you know, you might see somebody that's so confident and so this and so that, but they're dealing with their own battles similarly like you are. And if you're too busy focusing, let me back up. I know there's a quote in this somewhere, but it's like, don't like everybody else is too busy focusing on their own zits to ever notice yours. So stop worrying about your own. Like, Everybody is way more concerned about their weaknesses to be focusing on your weaknesses. So you can't take those into consideration and make it the narrative of what holds you back. What is your excuse, you know? Because if we're not willing to embrace our imperfections, if we're, if we're not willing to say like, hey, I'm good at this, but I'm really bad at that. Like nobody can be good at everything. There's just, there's no it just doesn't happen and it's like look at NBA players like I feel like with sports men women can look up to people in sports be like oh my god they're so fit oh my god they're famous oh my god they have this life oh my god they have all this money like oh my god da 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 and it's like people in sports they focus their body is their career of course they're going to be more 
fit. Of course, they're going to be more active. Of course, they're going to be this and that because that is their goal. But we as people will tend to compare ourselves to somebody in the NFL when it's like, your passion is music. Why are you so focused on people living this and this and this when your passion is music? And the thing about us not defining happiness and success for ourselves is that instead of just comparing ourselves to like, yeah, say you're into music, you like to play the ukulele. Instead of us just comparing ourselves to ukulele players, when we don't understand that our passion is music and ukulele and we don't define it as that, we'll start comparing ourselves to these sports players, to these like other types of artists, to these cooks, to people who just like have an idea of life of what you want. Instead of just focusing on like your talent, what can I pull out of that and where is that going to take me? And once we can understand that like we're only going to have certain strengths and certain weaknesses, that's kind of badass, right? Like it's badass when you be like, I'm this and I'm not this. And working in business, that's just something huge that we learned too. Like as a company, as a business, you got to be so upfront about what you can't do. Like what you can't do is just as important as what you can do because nobody wants a company or a coach or anything that's like, I can change your life in every way. I can make you confident. I can make you have money. I can, like, I can do this. I can do that. You're going to be fit. You're going to be a musician. Like, no, there's importance in niches. There's importance in cultivating a life based on where your strengths are. But that self-awareness and that embrace of your imperfections is only going to make that stronger. So through that too, like, no matter what your strengths and what your weaknesses are, being able to practice gratitude for both both of them and focusing on what you have rather than what you lack, it'll get you so many places. And you just have to remember, like, replace that comparison with self-compassion and self-love. And almost, like, just zoom out on yourself. Like, zoom out on yourself and look at yourself as, like, little human down here, being inspired, I'm comparing myself, I'm part of myself, but I do love doing this. Like, love yourself for loving to do that and love yourself for not being good at it enough and love yourself for not being good at this specific skill, but embrace the fact that you're good at something else, right? And on our journey of whatever it is you might be on, whatever it is you're chasing, in our pursuit of it, our comparison can also come from us not achieving goals when we think we can. I think a lot of times we'll see people who have what we have and we're like, oh, they have it, I gotta get it. But we don't realize like those people have put in a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years of work and dedication and being present and putting themselves out there and being bold enough to be bad at something new And putting realistic goals on the table. And a lot of people will get held back because our idea of the outcome isn't what we have now. So we're comparing ourselves to somebody who does have it now. But we have to create a vision for our own life. I emphasize on our own life. You can be inspired by however many people you want. You can be inspired by somebody's lifestyle. You can be inspired by the person who's in a little van traveling the world and that's just what they do working remotely and they're an influencer. You can be inspired by somebody who, you know, took the reins and they made their art a career and they finally made it big. But if you don't set realistic visions for your own life, 
then you're constantly going to be in comparison with other people. And I know I might have mentioned this before, but it's like the the quote, um, like, life is a journey. Don't focus on the destination. Like, I hear that quote. But at the same time, create your own destination. Your destination, I promise whatever your destination, whatever your ultimate goal is, God has a way bigger plan than that. But, like, set your own destination. Don't mock. Don't copy. Like, dig deep enough to really want to know yourself, to really want to, like, bring out the essence of who you are and prioritize that. Like, prioritize your personal growth and concentrate on that progress of you making it to that goal rather than these external measures. And I think these external measures sometimes are social media. They are other people around us. They are what we consume and they often become what we consume and not what we do. So if we concentrate on what we're doing and the progress within that, we can kind of let go of all these external averages of when I'm supposed to make it there, how I'm supposed to make it there, what it's supposed to look like, right? And kind of going back on that too, like celebrate the milestones, no matter how big, no matter how small, do not let any somebody else's shine and their big news make your news small. Like you are a narrator. This is your book. This is your fucking life. Like this is your life. We all have to do it once. Don't waste it comparing yourself. Don't waste it not celebrating yourself. Don't waste it coming from a place of lack when you are the most abundant co-creating being possible and you're just ready. You just need to tap into it, right? Another suggestion um, when it comes to comparing yourself to is just like, those external, like, external measures I'm talking about, those external influences, like, limit it, right? Your social media doesn't need to be for your friends from high school to keep up with them, to, like, show off, to be like, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, follow accounts that inspire you, that motivate you, and also post in that way. Like, social media is 100% the most profitable thing. It's so crazy. Like, We live in a time and place that you can access social media to build a career and a business on your own by authentically being you. So when we can learn that like I have, we live in a day and age where I can leverage these tools on a day-to-day basis to inspire other people, be inspired, but also create a business for myself. Like don't take that lightly. Don't take that lightly. And on the other end of that, like, limit your exposure too. I found, I find more motivation, more ideas, more of myself connecting to my intuition when I'm not being inspired on social media. It's when I'm out on a walk. It's when I'm walking my dog. It's when I'm on a bike ride. It's when I'm going to a coffee shop by myself. Like it's when I'm out in the world. It's when I meet people. It's when I see life around me. It's when I can just like tune out the external world and tune into my mind that I get ideas and I feel inspired. So if we can limit our exposure, I think it's such a big help. Like, I think a lot of us would be really embarrassed to admit what our screen time is. I think a lot of us are embarrassed to admit admit how much we get distracted on social media, on our day-to-day life, during our day job, during, like, us being, it's dinner time, whatever. Like, it's embarrassing 
yeah, we get entertained by it, but like, what has any of that entertainment done for you? Is it progressing you? Is it taking you to the next step? Again, like I repeat, social media is such a strong tool to elevate you and not degrade you. Like, social media can really make you feel like, damn, I am behind. Damn, I could be doing this. Damn, I'm not doing enough. Like, but the truth about it is, just like anything, the way I go out into the world and get inspiration from the world, go into social media, get inspiration for it, and come back to yourself. That's the bottom line. If we are, I think when a lot of us are like on social media, it's numbing and it's just like you're forgetting who you are. We forget that like I'm a human with these problems, with not even these problems, but like with these desires, these whatever it is, but let me just like go see what everybody else is doing and how they're living the life I want to and numb out and then, you know, feel bad about myself later, right? We have to be so mindful of our media consumption because we need to be able to recognize that what's portrayed isn't always reality and that's not necessarily true when that becomes such as a focal point of our day-to-day life, right? So next step for not comparing ourselves is like, Build a supportive network and surround ourselves with like positive influences, choosing people and friends who will uplift and support us. Um, I think I, I love having a supportive network, but I'm also a person that I'm like, nobody gets me. <laughs> I truly, I just, I went on a little riff. Sometimes I like to go... Right, and I just get on little riffs and I don't judge myself. I just write whatever the fuck is on my mind. And today I was just writing like, man, I live in my own world. Like, everybody that's surrounded with me, my family, friends, my boyfriend, like people in my life, I live in their world, but in my head, I'm constantly in my own world of what my world is, what my world will be, what my world is on a day-to-day. And I feel so alone in it sometimes because... I don't even know how to appropriately talk to people about what's going on in my head because I know it sounds like, oh my God, Emily, like you're okay. Yep. She's the dreamer, like whatever. But like, I am unrealistic. I do have unrealistic expectations for my life. I have unrealistic expectations for financially, spiritually, emotionally, like physically. I truly do. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I sometimes feel like I'm in this alone world. And going back to Costa Rica, like being with those girls, I was so supported and so, oh my God, like I went there and left there on like this cloud nine, like I can fucking do anything because I can do anything. You can do anything. But like being around supportive people to uplift you is going to like solidify that. And me, I know me, like I am so much like, I'll do it on my own. I got it figured out. I've been in marketing. I know the strategies. I know this. But like, I don't know it on my own. I struggle with insecurities like a motherfucker. And like, I think on the outside looking in, maybe you wouldn't see that. I think on the outside looking in, if you're somebody that's super close to me, you don't see that. Like, I constantly am a person that is in my head. I feel like judged at everything I do. I feel like... um. I don't know. I am constantly in a place of comparison. I'm constantly in a place of like not focusing on me and focusing on everything outside of me and how I'm not good enough, how I could be like this, how I could be like that, how 
I just want to be better, how I feel like other people should be reciprocating and acting towards me better, but I'm not acting good enough, so they're not acting that way. Like, I will get so spun out on my head. And we need a supportive network to remind ourselves that, like, our truth, no matter how crazy it might seem, no matter what this unrealistic idea in my head is, that truth has been preyed upon and supported by so many people, whether I know them or not already. And I learned that in Costa Rica. I learned that there's people around the world that they don't know you, but, like, I'm a person like that. Like, I am rooting for everybody to, like, I don't know the right way to say it, but, like, I'm just waiting for everybody to tap into their own magic, like, tap into what lights you up. Like, I, point blank, like, I'm not a fan of, like, what is expected of life. Like, I'm totally a fan of, like, I'm gonna cut this, like, conditioned life up and build what I want. I want my life to be XYZ. I want to wake up and do XYZ. I want to go here, here, and here, and I just want to do it. Like, I don't want to live a conditioned life. That will eat me away. My biggest fear is not doing what I'm supposed to, right? That's what all of our biggest fear is, is not doing your job while you're here. And having a support, supportive friends, not just supportive friends who are always going to be there for you, but supportive friends who you can talk through the things you want to talk about, your passions, to break the unrealistic things, to break down the things that you necessarily can't talk to, to maybe your coworkers or family or friends. You need that group. So get that group, okay? Next, um, self-compassion. I kind of hit on this a little bit, but I really just want to nail into it and in that we've got to be kind to ourselves. And the key to being kind to ourselves is having the self-awareness that like we're not being kind to ourselves, and we're not treating ourselves as a friend would treat us. We're not talking to ourselves as a friend would talk to us. Because I think I can be, um, I can be very kind to myself. I love myself a lot in comfortable situations, right? Like I love myself a lot when I'm in control of a situation because I've been there before, because I'm comfortable, because I did it. I don't like myself and I compare myself when I'm in an uncomfortable situation, when I'm presented with like all these icky feelings, when I start to like judge myself for how I'm moving, how I'm talking, judging myself for what I'm saying, judging myself for how I look, judging myself because other people look really good and I don't think I look good, like I don't practice self-compassion in tough situations and I don't think a lot of us do. But what I have worked at is recognizing that, dude, why are you talking to yourself like this? Like, stand up for yourself. And not just stand up for yourself, like, just be present in your body. Like, sometimes I really am, like, feeling, I don't know, insecure in some kind of way. And I just have to be like, you're motherfucking Emily Dukin, babe. Like, let's go. You're Emily. Like, girl, like, just be in me. Like, be my body talking to that person. I mean, we literally are on like autopilot, subconscious mind 95% of the day. Like 95% of the day, it's fucking crazy, isn't it? 5% of the day are we living in a conscious like you are who you are. But I have to remind myself of that. Like, Emily, be in your body. Be you. Talk. Speak as you know you want to speak. Speak how you, exactly how you're scared to speak. Speak the opposite of it. And Coaching ourselves through that is hard. Reminding ourselves of these things that we're insecure about 
is hard, but that's the work. That's what putting in the work is. It's self-awareness and repetition. Self-awareness, repetition. I'm talking negatively to myself. I'm reminding myself, I'm actually pretty fucking all right. And I can get through this and I can do it. And I'm not going to settle in for that weak mindset. I'm not going to let my subconscious take over and be like, hey, I know you want to do this, but actually it's easier if you just like go lay down, if you back down, if you shut your laptop, like tune into that conscious mind because that's who you actually are. That is what is craving to come out to be exposed to the world. That's why you're listening to this podcast because that 5% of your mind is craving something different and something more elevated than what your subconscious is holding you back from. And so getting back onto like the whole, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Let's talk about the destination because I think the destination is so important to stay in our lane and concentrating on our path and not others' paths. Like my path, I hope looks so much different than your path because if we all have the same path, what change is that going to do? What impact is that going to make? If we all have the same path, then by the time we get to the end of the path, like all the cool pebbles are going to be picked up. Like all of the the views are already going to be like traveled upon. Like you're not going to be a pioneer of anything if you keep following the same path. You're not going to be a pioneer of your own heart if you're following everybody else's heart. To be a pioneer of your own heart, you have to tune in and excavate to your level of you that is so untapped, that is so masked by our external measures and our external forces and this self-doubt and this comparison and this like insecurity. Like we have to understand that success is so subjective. What matters most is your own definition of success. Your path is so beautiful if you just take your own path. I mean, like, say you're somebody who, you know, you just got out of high school or something. All your friends are going to college. You want to take a gap year. You want to go explore. You want to go do this. You want to do that. Cool. You do it. It's great. You're happy you're doing it. All your friends graduate college. All your friends graduate and get jobs. And you're like, damn, like, I'm kind of just starting. I don't even know what career I'm going to get in. And then, like, all these years later, it's, like, you've done so much for yourself and all these people have these jobs. And, like, yeah, you might think, like, damn, like, I'm behind. But I promise when you choose a path for yourself, when you take that gap year, when you go explore, when you go figure out life, when you go maybe a different route of, like, doing whatever it might be. You do cosmetology. You take online courses about psychology. Whatever it might be, when you choose your path that feels aligned with your heart and your values – You're never going to feel bad about that decision. You're never going to feel bad about it because you've elevated yourself, because you've tapped into who you are. And that has now become an external representation of your values. So now your values that have been inside of you are not just embodied and a thought in your head, but they're exemplified outside into the real world. And so there's no way that you could ever be sad about yourself. There's no way you can compare yourself to somebody who like went to school and got a 9 to 5. I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they're happy. I'm glad they're doing what they're doing. But because I chose my path, now I'm aligned with my values, right? We have to be able to learn from these comparisons that we do make of ourselves on the way. 
but we also have to like we learn from them and we learn from them by making them and using them as motivation for constant self-improvement we got to use them for hey this is what I like this is what I'm into how can I chase that how can I define that for me and so it really all goes back to like what is your your definition of success what is your definition of happiness when you can untap your passion and you can pursue activities that genuinely fulfill you, comparison is like, it just doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist in your relationship. It doesn't exist in your achievement for life goals. It just aligns with your values. And you start to live a life that aligns with what's most important to you, connecting with your purpose and understanding why you do what you do beyond external validation. That's that's the goal, right? Like, I do what I do to do it. I do what I do because it feels good. I do what I do because it makes me happy. I do what I do to do it. Not because you said it was cool. Not because that was the trend. Not because that's what makes a lot of money. Not because that's what my sister did. Not because that's what people do and they say they have success in it. It's because you connect with what is aligned with you. Because you followed your heart. Because you followed your intuition. I love the quote. I pray a lot. If you're anything like me. Like I pray a lot. And I think of praying as like. Praying is me talking to God. My intuition is God talking back to me. And if I can't tap into that. If I can't trust that. If I can't trust intuition. Coming from who knows where. From God. then what am I going to do? If I can't trust my intuition and I'm just going to sit here and compare myself to everybody else rather than trusting my intuition to take my path, that's my own damn fault if I go my whole life chasing somebody else's path because everybody has intuition in them. Every single person. And you got to be strong enough to listen to that self. Believe in yourself and trust yourself. Practice gratitude for yourself. Remind yourself of your achievements. Like, reflect on your progress, reflect on your accomplishments and appreciate the journey to that destination that you're building and value those experiences and value those lessons that you learned along the way and that the fact that you can pass those off and teach those to other people, right? Comparison is like, it really is overwhelming and it affects our mental health. It affects our relationships with our partners, our relationships with our friends. And it doesn't go away. Like, I don't think comparison will ever go away, no matter at what point we are at in our defined happiness and success. But the point is that we can always come back to what we define our values to be, right? In a point of doubt in our journey, when we can just come in, like, you know what? This is my why, and this is my reason, and this is what's happening. We'll always be able to come back and find gratitude for that. We're all guilty of it. I just found myself at a concert the other day. A concert. A concert. Nobody's looking at me. They're watching the band. I'm at a concert, guys. I'm at a concert and I'm just dancing. And I stop. I love to dance. Like, I'm at a concert. I'm just a wiggler. Like, I just do whatever I want to do. And then I just stopped. And I remember feeling so insecure and just like, oh, my God, I'm moving awkward. I'm doing this. And it's just like, baby girl, just like, be. Like, nobody is out here to judge you, even if they do judge you. Even if you do judge yourself, you got to just tap in and be like, 
man, like, what is that doing for me? But eliminating fun. Comparison and judgment is the killer of happiness. So if you're ever in a moment and it's just kind of eating you alive, my best tip for it is like, honestly, do a hard reset, close your eyes, give yourself a hard, like, I'm fucking Emily Dugan. That's what I say in my head. Uh, when I first started my, dating my boyfriend and I'd like get some kind of way, like that's what he would just say, like, you're Emily fucking Dugan, say it. And I'm like, I'm Emily fucking Dugan. Um, but like, just say it because you are blank, 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 fucking blank. Like you are that person and this is your world and you are here to create, you are here to build, you are here to make an impact. No matter what that is, you can do it. And the comparison should be taken as inspiration and motivation in your path is already inside of you. Your innovation is inside of you. Be scared. Be bold enough to be bad at something. And if you compare yourself along the way, just remember that it is okay. It's natural. But there are ways to get around it and really just learn from it at the end of the day. So thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, I will be back very soon. I know I still have to do part two of my Costa Rica trip, so I'm actually going to bring some girlies on the show that were on the trip with me and just kind of check in, like, what their experience is and where they're at now, and I'll also share mine too. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate it, and until next time.